Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of motorsports broadcasts on the Race Chaser Radio. My name is Tom Baker. You are listening to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer for any purpose, uh, whether you want one straight off the lot or you want something purpose-built, well, Victory Custom Trailers could do that. Go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com. You can literally hit a button at the top of their website and start designing your own custom trailer. And uh, they have over 200 uh, trailers of all types in stock as well, but uh, they will they will deliver it anywhere. They're in Michigan uh, but they'll ship it to you anywhere you are. So give my good friend Chris Hedinger and his staff a call, please, if you are looking for a trailer, uh, and they will take very good care of you. Okay, we have got uh, a a fun show lined up tonight as we kick off uh, the Lead Lap show from uh, WSIC Studios here in Statesville, North Carolina. Tom Baker, James Mellick in studio as well. James uh, producing, as always, and uh, we've got Andy Seiss going to be joining us in about 30 minutes or so. Andy is one of my favorite guests to have on a show because, one, Andy likes to talk maybe even more than I do. And that's hard. Uh, but, two, uh, he's just a lot of fun and he's very insightful. And he's had a really interesting year. And we want to talk to him about that. He, um, he He's uh, accomplished quite a lot and uh, kind of had some new experiences as 2020 went on. So uh, looking forward to talking to Andy. And of course, so we've got all kinds of news today. The newswire has been buzzing uh, with um, driver news and all of that NASCAR and uh, big announcement from Chip Ganassi racing too, that we'll uh, get to uh, just all kinds of stuff to talk about. And I do want to just let you know right from the get go here, because sometimes I forget to do this. If you enjoy our shows but uh, can't hear them live, there's an easy way to get them on demand after the fact. You can listen at 3 in the morning in your pajamas if you'd like. And uh, let me tell you two ways. If you want to just go to our website at racechaseronline.com slash shows, you can uh, get all of our shows. We have individual playlists up there for you so that uh, if you like this show and really don't care for some of the others, that's okay. Um, You can always get the current show. It's always highlighted there, just ready for you to push play. And if you want to uh, go back to an older show in the category, uh, there's a little link underneath the highlighted show. So there's the current show and you have a link underneath. Just click the link. It'll take you right to the playlist and uh, you can listen to the older, older uh, shows, older episodes as they say, on demand. Um, Or if you like Spotify or Apple or Google or any of the podcast platforms, if you're used to using those for music or other shows, just go follow Race Chaser Radio. Three words, Race Chaser Radio. And you will be notified whenever a a new show gets uh, posted there. not going to spam your email or anything. It's just to get a little notification as another show up. So, uh, All of our shows are accessible. We're on about uh, 14 or 15 different uh, podcast platforms now, including Amazon. 
Uh, that's kind of the newest, latest, and greatest. And we were among the first batch of podcasts that uh, Amazon took when they started Amazon Podcasts. So uh, just go over there if you like that uh, or wherever, and uh, you can get us. Okay, lots of stuff to talk about here. I don't even know where to start, so I'm just going to start. Um, pick a place and go, uh, and we'll get James Mellick in on some of this. We had... Uh, we've had a few announcements today about um, drivers, teams, etc. Um, the the first one, or the one that that kind of struck me the most, John Hunter Nemechek leaving Front Row Motorsports. Now, this is interesting because you have a driver who his cup initiation came with Front Row, and this is the 16th of November. A majority of the elite rides, almost all of them, in fact, I would argue, in the Cup Series are filled. There are a couple of teams that are expanding, like Spire, that have openings, at least as far as we know. No announcements have been made about drivers for Spire yet. You've got BJ McLeod's new team with Matt Tift that's being put together. Matt is not driving. He's part owner. So they have an opportunity for somebody to drive. Um And so there may be one or two additional teams coming in, but it's interesting that John Hunter makes the announcement now. One would suspect, James Mellick, that he's up to something. He knows where he's going. And again, maybe it's not Cup. Maybe it's back to his truck team. Maybe it's something in Xfinity. We don't know. But... If you're if you're trying to stay in Cup, the teams I just mentioned are about all there are for John Hunter, as far as we know. So it's kind of interesting that he he makes this choice. You got to wonder where does he go from here? Yeah, it's definitely got you wondering where he's going to wind up. Is he going to wind up in a Cup car, or is he going to go take a step back and go to Xfinity? Um, there's been some movement going on even in the front offices at some of these places. As you mentioned, there's been a lot of moving parts, and it makes you wonder, with Jimmy Finning coming back, is there a chance that they open the Xfinity shop back up with Roush? I don't know if they will, but they could. Um, could he mm-hmm. land in that Xfinity car maybe at RCR or something like that? So if you look at some Xfinity stuff, there yeah. are some good rides he could potentially go get. That's a good um, point. You brought up the, the shot of him going back to his own truck team. He could do that as well for something that he enjoyed doing with him and his dad and going back to that. Or um, he could go to that new Matt Tiff deal. That's who he replaced. He, Matt Tiff obviously watched that car a good bit because he was the one who yep. got replaced in there. Yep. And if he was happy with what he saw, he could be saying, hey, come over here. We'll have a little bit better stuff. Or maybe we'll build around you and offer him something that they couldn't offer him at front row. See, that's really the key here. I think we're in an interesting place in in NASCAR right now with regard to the Cup Series specifically. Because... These new teams coming in, like that one, for example, BJ McLeod slash Matt Tift, that's a new team. They've got a charter. Now, you may say, well, you know, maybe they won't run so well this year. But when we get to next year, you see, we have the new car, and all of a sudden, everything resets to zero. So in this, this new car... And we really will talk about this too because we we had we've heard some comments now from both Kurt Busch and Martin Truex about driving the car. Very interesting comments too. 
Um, this new car, the the business model here that that teams like BJ McLeod and even Spire and and and, and uh, Trackhouse um, with, with uh, uh, Justin um, Justin Marks, Marks yep. yeah, That's Marks uh, and with Daniel Suarez. These new teams coming in are operating under the premise that when we get to 2022 and the new car comes out, everything's more equal. The costs of competition are far less. So we we have to look at some of this a little differently. So if you say, well, you know, John Hunter is leaving front row to go over. Let's just say it, it it's, it's Spire, it's Tift, whichever. Um, you may look at that as, well, maybe it won't run so good next year. But when we get to 2022, everything is up for grabs again. And so these teams that are coming in now in what I would call lame duck year for the cars, um, they're not necessarily looking for instant success. You hit the key phrase here, build around. So if maybe Matt Tiff sees John Hunter as a driver that they can build around, then, you know, or aspire or whomever it may be, then there's why a John Hunter Nemechek might make that move if he thinks that he can go get something over there in the future that maybe front row isn't going to give him, um, or you know maybe somebody just makes him a really good offer. You know, we we I suspect we're going to have at least one, maybe two more team announcements before we get to Daytona. It seems that about once a month we're getting a new team. Now there aren't a lot of charters to go around here, but I've got to believe that uh, there there are some folks. I mean, you, you, we already know colleague is talking about, you know, going up in twenty two, and so there are some folks I think that will really look at making the jump here once the new car comes out. So it's kind of an interesting scenario that we've got going right now. So. You know, we'll see where John Hunter lands, but you you did bring up a, an interesting possibility, which is maybe something with RCR. I thought that might have happened before, and he ended up going to front row. Um, don't I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that, especially if he's got any amount of sponsor money that he can bring with him. Yeah, I agree with you. If he's got sponsorship money and he can show him that he has something, that's a big help for sure. And um, it may not be a full-time ride over there at RCR, but it's better than nothing. They can go run his truck the other time. So he might run something like a, um, a Kaz Grala or um, yeah. Anthony Alfredo did maybe. Yeah, could be. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be intriguing. Now, the flip side is um, who replaces him? Who yeah. goes into the front row motorsports car? And you and I were talking about this a little bit before the show. And I, I think that, uh, I would say Corey LaJoy is probably your front runner. If Corey has not got anything uh, lined up yet that's contracted or, you know, committed to, then I think Corey LaJoy becomes your front runner for that 38 car. But this is also a car where we could see somebody make their cup debut. So you look at a Kaz Grala, you look at a Myatt Snyder, perhaps, who's got sponsorship, um, you know, and, and maybe one of those guys goes over there and uh, gets some early cup experience. Again, who knows what happens in 22. So, you know, you got to kind of look at all this a little differently, in my opinion, um, longer term. And some of these moves that people are making now are designed 
I think, for longer term as we get into the new car, more so than instant success in 22. We'll talk about more of the uh, Newswire right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made in Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. On a Monday night, we are talking motorsports, and we're pretty excited about it and thankful as well. Tom Baker and James Mellick in the studio. Andy Seiss is going to join us in a few minutes, and uh, we're going to cover a variety of things with Andy. Uh, Andy can talk modifies, he can talk ARCA, he can talk NASCAR, uh, and Andy's had some interesting experience this year, and we want to hear from him about that. Um, so we'll get to that uh, in due course, but we're uh, still talking rumor mill here, and 
oh, really not rumor mill, Newswire is a better way to put it. Um, one of the other big stories that broke today was that uh, Colleague Racing has their driver for the 10 in the Xfinity Series, and it is not A.J. Allmendinger, as everybody was speculating it would be. Uh, I did not see that being the case, um, but again, it's 2020, you never know. Uh, in fact, it is Jeb Burton moving over from Junior Motorsports, where he was splitting time with Daniel Hemmerich, Uh, In the eight car this year, Jeb Burton gets a full-time shot in the 10 to run for the championship. Nutrinag solutions the the, the main sponsor, I think, on that one still. Going to be a great deal for Jeb Burton, I think. Certainly the best opportunity he's ever had, I think, full-time. You know, he obviously... Uh, I don't want to sneeze on junior motorsports here, but that was only a part-time deal. Um, and here's what's, here's what's interesting about this for, for me, James, is that if you look at, okay, we had two drivers in the eight. We had Daniel Hemrick and we had Jeb Burton this year. Now, both of them turned that part-time opportunity into a full-time opportunity for next year because if you missed the recent news on Daniel Hemrick, he is now going to drive the 18 car for Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series. Um, and so that that gives both of them full-time opportunities. Now, so let's look ahead a little bit. In 2021, there are going to be two drivers splitting time in the eight, Josh Berry and Sam Mayer. We already know that Sam Mayer is taking over the eight car full-time in 2022. That was announced when his part-time deal next year was, <coughs> excuse me, was announced. So if we follow what has just happened for 21, Josh Berry should have a full-time ride in the 2022 season. Yeah, if we follow that, <laughs> it definitely looks like he's going to be full-time in 2022, which for him I'm sure would be awesome because he's never had a chance to go full-time Xfinity racing uh, so for Josh Berry, it would be great. Obviously, he would like to stay in the junior stable if that opportunity was available. But if not, I'm sure uh, if the opportunity comes out and it's going to be a competitive ride, Josh Berry would take it. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch those other two. And that just pretty much says that if you get an opportunity to go run a partial schedule, even though it's not full-time, if you go out there and you run good and showcase you can run, it'll open up doors for you to go oh, yeah. run full-time. And that's exactly what Hemrick did and what Jeb Burton did. They both yeah. went and ran good when they had the opportunities, and it opened eyes, and now they're landed in full-time competitive rides. Now, so if Josh performs, if he goes out and shows he can perform, who knows? And here's here's here could be a, an interesting way to really get crazy with this. In 2022, the speculation is that Colleague Racing may add a cup car to its lineup. We would assume then that Justin Haley would be the first choice to drive that car unless he were to get some other better offer, which I don't necessarily know where that would come from at this point. A lot of the elite seats have been filled for multiple years now. So if Justin were to move up, the seat opens in the 11, we'll just slide Josh right on in there and Junior becomes a feeder. Uh, the eight car becomes the feeder for college racing. Yeah, that's exactly what can happen right there. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I've just solved the puzzle for the next two years. So I hope you uh, took careful notes and wrote all that stuff down. And we'll uh, we'll keep this show 
in a safe deposit box so that when all that happens, I can say you heard it here first. But uh, it's just fun to follow those things along. But, yeah, Jeb Burton getting a great opportunity. And I feel like, honestly, if if you're going to perform, the 10 cars and, – and the other the other piece of this that I like – I think they replaced Ross Chastain with Ross Chastain. Their driving styles are exactly alike, for better or worse. It's, I believe it's the truth. Yeah, Jeb Burton and Ross Chastain, they remind me of each other, just like you said, yeah. driving on the racetrack. And um, it's also a good thing for colleague uh, because the business that the family owns with the sponsor, yep. because it's for helping them out. So it's good for them. It's also good for him. And at the same time, he now has a chance, if he goes out there and performs to possibly – get into a cup car too if they decide to take two cars so there's a lot of opportunities here for him if he goes out there and shows what he can do in a competitive ride because i don't believe he's been in a full-time ride in a nascar series since i think it was 2014 ish something something like that that. i think that's i mean it's been a while since he's been full-time and it's certainly the best set of wheels yes the last time yeah because the last time he was in a good ride was with turner Yes. Uh, and that was back that was in the truck series back. ago. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So th- it's really going to be interesting to see what uh, Jeb can do with that car. Um, you know, it's uh, again, it's fun. This 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 season has been fun because we we've gotten to see some teams like Colleague Racing step up enough to where they become destinations. You know, th- these are rides that people want to go to now. And you've got some drivers in Xfinity, I feel like, who really proved themselves, even though, you know, they weren't in the running for the championship or whatever. But you, you look at Amaya Snyder, who, to me, did a phenomenal job, two different cars. You know, he was he, he spent the majority of his time with uh, Ryan Sieg yep, in his backup. Uh, the 93 backup, or 39? Second car. One of those two numbers. 93. Um and uh, but he also drove uh, part time for Richard Childress in the uh, 21 car. Um, I think you look at Myatt Snyder and I think he established his brand well enough that, again, if you're front row motorsports, maybe you take a look there, especially if if Myatt can bring some money over. Um, you've got I think Anthony Alfredo did an outstanding job in the RCR car for having zero experience in the series coming in and the way that he performed, um, you know, I don't think he, he didn't finish out of the top 10 except the, uh, the flip that he had. Um, I think Anthony has again shown that he can compete at the Xfinity series level. Kaz Grala, certainly um, Brandon Brown, most definitely, you know, I think you've got some drivers here that if, if we can get some more sponsors involved or, or, you know, if they get the right opportunity in the right situation can really uh, show some championship talent here. Um, now we don't have a, an, a, an, we don't have an announcement. I'm doing air quotes for those listening, um, a formal announcement, but I think we can speculate that Riley Herbst is going over to Stuart Haas racing to drive the 98 car to replace Chase Briscoe, who has been promoted up to the cup team uh, to race the 14 car replacing Clint Boyer has been promoted to the Fox booth because he speaks good and uh, he's uh, entertaining and funny. And so I, I believe that, that we can speculate that that's pretty much a done deal. 
even though we've we've had no formal announcement about it. And that would, again, that puts Riley in an entirely different situation because he now is in Ford's family if this happens. And I think that's significant for two reasons. One, it, obviously there are a lot more opportunities to come up to Cup in, in, in Ford right now than there are Toyota-owned teams. Um, but two... Riley's also a really good road racer. Yeah, Riley is a really good road racer, as you just mentioned. And if he goes into the Ford camp, that would be a chance for him to move himself up uh, a lot faster than I believe in the Toyota camp because there's more Ford seats out there well, than in the Toyota saying, area. But I'm also intrigued that Ford likes to, uh, which they did with Briscoe, Ford seems to like to put their drivers into some Trans Am-style races, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And, could, and Riley yeah. would be... He would be good at that, yeah. yeah. It's, so I think Riley would actually have a better chance to grow and, and mature and build his racecraft um, with Ford than, he, it, than he's had with Toyota. And Ford has showed that they really like the road racing. They yeah. showed that that's what oh, they yeah. like to go to. I mean, Michael McDowell, he's a road racer. Yep. Um, and then they got Chase Briscoe, road racing. Yep. So a lot they've showed that road racing is the way they like to go and present their way to go racing. Um, right. Toyota seems to go dirt racing if they can. So everybody has their own way to kind of go at it, um, and it looks like they want to go with that, and he would fit right into their mold. Yeah, I think uh, I think Riley would uh, actually do well over there, and I think he would have a much better shot at success ultimately than he he has right now because again jgr's lineup's really crowded yeah it's Um, busy so you know and riley would certainly bring the resources uh over there as well he's got uh, plenty of backing behind him so uh i think we can we can call that one uh not to uh be fox news but i think we can call that race for riley herbst uh even though there's been no official announcement uh, made um and that, that, again, you look at the Xfinity series for next year just with what we've already talked about. And remember, RCR's lineup's not set. Um, we don't know what any new teams might or might not do coming in or, or moving around. Um, but just looking at what we've got, I mean, Briscoe's gone, but if we replace him with Herps, I argue that that car is still very competitive and could win some races next year. Um, you know, you, you've still got Brandon Jones. Uh, you've now got Hemrick full-time. you got Jeb Burton full-time. Justin Haley's coming back. Um, Austin Sindrick is coming back. He's only the defend. He's only the, the now champion. Um, so, you, you know, you've got a, a number of the top drivers coming back. We don't know what Alfredo's future is. We don't know what Grawla's future is. We don't know where John Hunter's going. He Again, maybe he comes back, runs Xfinity. Um so a lot to talk about with that series and a lot of reason to be real excited to watch Xfinity racing again in 2021 more when we come back. Andy Sice around the turn. Everywhere you go, you hear it and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Midwap Radio continues uh, from the WSIC studios in Statesville. This show presented by Victory Custom Trailers, but uh, also want to acknowledge mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. You could have a brand new career in as little as four to six months in IT, one of the fastest growing fields in the workforce and it's easy enough to look into just go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test it's free um you have nothing to lose if you decide to pursue study you can be you can train just one to two days a week online that's it it's it's not uh awfully life invasive at all in as little as four to six months you could be on your way to a brand new career my computer career has financing available if you are eligible, including the GI Bill, and they will work with hundreds of employers across the U.S. of A. Um, 
when you're ready to go into the workforce. So again, uh, it's more, it's as much a mentorship as it is just uh, training. They really do take good care of their students and they really want them to succeed because obviously they know if you succeed, they succeed. So uh, check them out, mycomputercareer.edu. I love that school and I really, uh, I've seen the uh, the students' reactions and, and uh, really um, also seen the Raleigh campus too. And really it's just, uh, it's a great opportunity to, um, if you're just looking for a new career or you're looking for a first career, it's a perfect opportunity to do something that can be almost life changing in some regards, because obviously it lots of possibilities and, uh, the pay's not bad either. So, uh, check it out. Um, if you are looking for employment. Okay. So we're going to go to the phone line and we're going to, uh, Bring Andy Sice back onto the program. As I mentioned at the uh, outset of the show, Andy is one of my favorite guests to have on because, one, he is an outstanding conversationalist, and two, he's just plain fun. Andy, welcome back to the program. It's good to have you back. Now, thanks for having me, and uh, I hope I live up to the hype you just laid down. Oh, I, you've never had any problem living up to the hype, Andy, so... Uh, so 2020, man, uh, it's been a crazy year for all of us, uh, obviously each in different ways. Um, but it, and, and it's been a crazy one for you, too. But it's it's also been really, I would argue, very educational and very, uh, I guess you could say, uh, brand building for you uh, in a lot of ways. You gained some different experiences. Um you started the season, of course, at Our Motorsports, and uh, then there came a point in the year when you departed Our Motorsports. And um, I want you to, if you would, just, again, whatever you feel you want to tell us about uh, what happened with Our, but um, but just kind of walk us through your season um, and and the, uh, the unique experiences that you've gotten, because I feel like suddenly you're uh, set up to do any number of possible things in 2021. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. It was a pretty wild year for me. It started with some great opportunities. And, you know, I was with Auer Motorsports and, and with Chris Auer. We were going on our fifth season together. He made the decision to expand into the Xfinity Series. And, you know, we knew we had a, a you know, an uphill challenge being a smaller, you know, underfunded team and all that. And, I thought we did a lot of things right. We got a lot of the right people in place, and things were going good. Uh, the idea was to start the year with Brett Moffitt and help us with our learning curve, um, try to attract some other drivers with sponsors, and then, of course, get myself in the in the seat. I knew it was going to be not that often, you know, not that frequent or anything, because... Yep. The goal was to grow our motorsports, and, you know, I had been doing that for a few years now, whether it was myself in the seat, and we had brought on different drivers with sponsors and, you know, helped grow the organization and, and learning. Um, you know, one of the things we were kind of focused on and a lot of fun at was super speedways, and, yep. you know, a lot of people saw the, the small operation out of the, out of the shop at my house that we did, but could still, you know, post top fives at Speedways pretty regularly, highlighted with a second-place finish at Talladega. And, you know, a lot of that stuff was happening. Um, life was good. We, we instantly were 
better than I think anybody really thought, including ourselves. For sure. You know, which was just kind of reassuring to the decision-making process and in the strong people we had on our team, a lot of the same guys from, from the ARCA program. And, you know, uh, COVID hit. And for us, it was a little bit of a chance to kind of catch our breath, kind of reorganize some things, you know, anything from the layout of a pit box or the shop or the processes we did things or chances to go to the pull down rig and stuff like that. So we were, we were better. I mean, when we came back, we were prepared and uh, I was really proud of that. It, it probably helped us in that case. And, you know, it was highlighted by, you know, went to Darlington out of the box and finished 11th, you know, our best finish to date. And then we went to Charlotte and finished sixth. you know, even better, best finish to date. And, you know, again, highlighted by a top five at Talladega, which, you know, again, I think go back to just a kind of a strong, strong program on the super speedways and a lot of the For same sure. people involved. And um, some things changed. Some some attitudes changed, some some uh, direction changed, and unfortunately, you know what had been going on for five years and kept going in the right direction and step by step, and you know keeping in mind you can't can't be the greatest overnight. It, it takes takes time and some things, and um, you know at the end of the day, people have kind of read between the lines, and anybody that knows me knows I'm I'm a people person. I know it takes excellent people to be successful and i know it takes treating people well to, yes. to be to get the best out of them best for the team and all that and you know uh it's kind of funny people have different attitudes about kind of having friends inside the race team and keeping it professional and, and not doing it but we had a really good thing going to where you know we were such good friends that i think as friends you didn't want to let each other down Right. You wanted to do your part and carry the weight of your project because if anything fell through the cracks, you know, you let your friends down. And uh, it was, Like I said, it was a great thing. And then, un- unfortunately, some people were not treated correctly. Um, I was not allowed to make the changes that I felt needed to be changed. So at that point, I, I left. And it was probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Um, and it was definitely a tough few months for me not not just you know you're walking away from your job so financially that's strange or walking away from a a lot of things but definitely um it was it was more uh dig deep out down inside see what i was made of see how it it handled and you know it was tough because during this pandemic um you know i knew I was lucky my family was healthy, everything was good, so I, you know, kept convincing myself, you know, life is good, don't get upset, and it was, it was a tough deal, it was, uh, like I said, I learned a lot um, on the business level, I learned a lot on the personal level, I learned a lot about myself and dealing with these things, and, um, you know, the greatest thing I had, and I've had for a long time, and I've never claimed otherwise, it's just a great support system with uh, my family my parents my wife my children my brothers and sisters and everybody there uh you know when i was ready to kind of poke my head back out 
we went to Loudon with the modified. It was the first time uh, since behind the wheel since the Daytona Arca race. Okay. So you know, over half a year, and it was a used chassis, but a car new to us. Me, my dad, and, and uh, my best friend from New Hampshire flew down to help us finish it, and guys coming after work and kind of right to the last minute working on it. And uh, it paid off because we went up to New Hampshire and sat on the pole for the Musket 200. And that's a that's a place that's very special to me. Uh, not only is it in my, my home state, but just some, some experiences as a kid. I mean, literally sure. just going as a fan and a six-year-old kid running around that track. And, you know, uh, I went there because it was, you know, NASCAR was coming to town. And then all of a sudden I go to qualifying day to, you know, see my hero, Dale Earnhardt, and people like that. And I stumble across these modifieds. And I remember just being infatuated from from day one. So any time I've gotten a chance to even race there has been special. Um, and we've been building our program there and getting better and better. And we are a small one-car family team. And so for me to go with my group of friends, you know, that get together just a few times a year to go racing and very dedicated crew and, you know, racing with my dad, which has always been you know, what I look forward to. And the more I get into this professional side of things, the more I just like going racing in a modify with my dad. So it was really cool to go there at such a big event, you know, arguably the biggest event on the tour of the year um, and be the fastest car in town. That was pretty cool. So that was, for me, was the first like, okay, you know, life is still good. Life is still good. I, I walked away from the team. I, was building for five years, um, but I I still can go back and have fun and sure. you know I haven't forgotten how to be competitive, drive a race car, all that. So the decision to walk away, I tell people when I look back five years, it's very sad um, that it ended the way it did. Sad the the time I kind of took away from other things, my short track racing, my family a lot of times to build this program. So that was sad that i don't really have much to show for it um today you know i have a lot of great memories and a lot of great opportunities that i'm i'm grateful that chris hour let me be a part of and uh we were able to do for each other but when i look back on the last few months in that team i'm i'm glad to be rid of what was going on in my life for sure understand and let's uh let's kind of hit pause right there and uh, we'll uh, send Andy back into the magical land of hold and let him listen to Todd Starn's show for a few minutes. And uh, we'll bring him back out on the other side of our break and uh, talk about what he did next. Uh, and, and I want to talk more about the modified as well. So we'll do, we'll do that. Andy's here for a bit uh, as uh, League Lap continues on Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Radio right back after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to uh, Relap, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. And we have got um, Andy Sice on the program with us. Andy was uh, talking to us about... Uh, his season with our motorsports, his history with our, and then uh, of course his uh, departure from our uh, during the season, and also talked about uh, winning the pole at uh, New Hampshire with his modified. Um, and I want to get into some detail about that, but we'll do that uh, in due course here. Let's uh, let's talk uh, first about Andy. What happened? After you left our motorsports, because I think you had an opportunity that I'm not quite sure you really were necessarily looking for, uh, nor would you probably have expected. Um, talking about the job I got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty, pretty neat opportunity. And, um, you, you know, my sister runs Swan in Mooresville. Uh, Alexander Hair Studios, and she goes over to Rick Ware Racing and cuts hair for the whole crew. Uh-huh. And she was talking to Jason Hotelling, who was 
my crew chief when I drove the 51 for them last year and he said, you know, how's your brother doing? And, you know, and she said, well, I'm not sure. I don't think he's doing much. And at the time I wasn't, I was getting my life back together and I had a number of things I had to move and reorganize, uh, shop equipment. I had to move out of the our motorsports shop and then the shop at my house got overfilled and <laughs> kind of just, you know, stuck in clutter. And, he said, oh, I'd really like to work for him. I think I got a spot for him, and they asked me to come be car chief on the 51. And nice. You, you know, uh, I missed being out of the car, or, you know, I missed being in the car. I'd been out of the seat for a while. And, but at the same time, I thought, well, everything going on with COVID, schedules were kind of all over the place, and I didn't know what the schedule was. So I said, you know what, they, they – uh, offered me to just do an eight-race deal. That's how many races were left after the Loudon weekend. Okay. And I, I took the advantage of it. You know, I checked off the list that I worked in the Cup Series. I traveled. I did the schedule on Sundays and a car chief. You know, it was kind of an honor to be to just given that position. So um, I did it, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was a great group of guys in the shop and on our 51. Um it's a small team, as, as many people know. He's got a few teams now, but, you know, each team's got their own set of parts and their own set of tools. And uh, in the shop, there's only four of us that are in the shop and on the road. Oh, wow. Uh, my, myself, uh, Jason Hotel, he's a crew chief. Billy John, who's uh, kind of a legendary tire guy and doing interiors now. And uh, Matt Kemp was our, our underneath mechanic. And... You know, great group of guys. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I'm very appreciative that Lisa and Rick Ware gave me the opportunity and, and Ken Evans, the competition director, and working with Joey Gates and getting to know him. It, it's been pretty awesome. But I'll be honest with you, I'm, we're kind of in limbo if I'm going to go back to doing that. And it's nothing against any of those people I said. I, I really enjoyed it. If anything, that's what's kind of keeping me from walking away from it I, I, is the people and the great team we had. Um, but being away on long weekends and stuff, keeping me out of the seat, keeping me away from my family, it's, it's making it kind of tough. So I'm back on the job search a little bit to see what opportunities are out there. Um, you know, I, I obviously I can go back to being a boat mechanic and I can go back to doing things here or there to make ends meet. Um, I got to admit, I, I love my position at our motorsports. I, I love a lot of things about it. People recently learned that uh, my wife and I purchased the shop that our motorsports was at, which was kind of a long story. We, we went to buy it uh, originally, and with just things going on, it was easier for Chris Hour to buy it. That team's moving on to a, another shop, so I contacted him about buying it. So uh, when they're done and moved out, we at, we technically own it right now, but we have an agreement for when they move out, we can take the shop back over. And you know, I I owned all the fab equipment and a lot of that shop equipment in there, so I'm excited to get it back laid out how we did it. It came out very nice. We did a lot of work over there. Um, my whole family involved. My dad. Uh, well, I'll just go back to we stripped it down to a steel building. We put up an apartment and offices, hard wow. washroom, and bathrooms, and meeting room. And, you know, we were all involved in it. My, my dad helped us 
did a lot of the framing. Patrick Hutt, who is our tire guy on the modified and in our motorsports, um, he did the, the wire. My best friend Jordan came down to the plumbing. It was really something we were passionate about and like doing. So I'll actually have that back in my life. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Uh, everybody's asking what are you going to do with it. I don't know. Um, I, I can tell you that it's capable of running a top 10 and sometimes top 5 Xfinity team out of it. And I've had some people inquire about it. And like I said, I really enjoyed that. I think the Xfinity series for me uh, might suit my life better just where I'm at, like I said, with the age of my kids and things I want to do. Um, so we could run an Xfinity team out of it. We could do a lot of things. It'd be a beautiful modified shop or maybe ARCA cars, you know, the Daytona test is coming up. Possibilities are endless. And I'm not, I'm not teasing you with any plans I have. I don't have anything set in stone. Um, but the possibilities are there. And I, I think that was one of the missing pieces that in my life that I was working towards was having a, a, a good size shop capable of doing the stuff I was doing. And I'm happy to, you know, Chris Hour was fair to us and, and dealing with us and getting that sold. And it's pretty neat to have it back. Well, that's uh, that's really interesting. And as you said, there there are any number of potential possibilities that you could uh, could do with that. Um, so I would think that if, for example, there were a team that was looking to form that needed a shop already replete with many or most perhaps of the necessaries. Um, that could be a possibility. Uh, you know, again, and you know, Arca trucks, Xfinity, uh, very interesting. So if there, you know, if there's anybody out there that, uh, might be needing the pieces to the puzzle that Andy, We'll we'll be able to bring with the shop and, and a lot of the, uh, the 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 necessary equipment and such. Um, get a hold of them. One never knows. I mean, that's a great opportunity. And uh, I mean, you 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 said that you really enjoyed what you did for our. I want to talk about um, that a little bit in detail. But I but I want to get back to because you were able to to do a car chief uh, play the car chief role. For a little bit, and I think a lot of people in our audience would be interested in knowing from someone on the inside what exactly does a car chief do on a race team? Well, you, you know, the, the car chief role is basically to be in love with that race car, to be hovering over the race car, make sure your eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed. You know, the car, the crew chief, got so many other things going on. You know, figuring setup strategies installed all that stuff that it's kind of my job to hover over the car but i will say i i you know i did not have maybe the pressure that some car chiefs had because jason's a very hands-on crew chief and, sure. and taught me a lot and taught me a lot about you know the differences on the cup cars to the cars i was working on so you know eight weeks doesn't sound like a long time but i know i'm a lot better at the job than i when i work walked in that day and um you know you, you got to be in charge of the guys a little bit when the crew chief isn't there and kind of help out with that and it, w- it was very neat it was uh nice to just 
be a mechanic. You just had to be a really good mechanic okay. and oversee things. And, you know, you kind of, you're looking at the car and um, kind of just see, okay, what are potential dangers and how do we, how do we fix this? How do we make sure this doesn't happen? And the other thing I, I really enjoyed being a part of there was on the setup plate and the pull-down rig. And the pull-down rig was kind of new for Rick Ware Racing in the use of it. Like I said, they're a growing team. They're getting better all the time. So you can, you can use a pull-down rig once in a while just in the off-season and kind of go off your notes for, okay, all the mile-and-a-half tracks we're going to do this setup and speedways will do this and short tracks. But, you know, you, to have your program elevated, you got to be using those tools all the time even when you don't think you have to. And I had a, a lot of fun with some special projects on the pull-down rig okay. and learning there. So that was, uh, you know, a big part of my job, and I enjoyed that very much, too. Which, again, would be knowledge that you can potentially bring to a team who may want to kind of partner with you um, in some sort of way involving your, your space and your equipment, but also, obviously, uh, yourself, perhaps. Yeah, and, you know, in that shop of mine, I wouldn't mind having one and, and being able to maybe offer that service either publicly or if, if a team came in. It's just another tool that can kind of help them. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm big into details and, and notes and back-to-back things, you know, pull-down rig before the race, pull-down rig after, you know, what we call post-race or okay. you know, debriefing. And, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy that stuff. and. Um, you know, I like putting the car together and I like making sure it's going to last and it's not going to have anything fall off. But like I said, it's, I really enjoy getting over those small details. And if you can do multiple, multiple small details, you know, you, you start to add up some speed there. Well, uh, we will, uh, look forward to continuing our conversation with Andy Sice as we, uh, get to hour two of the legal lap. Show presented by Victory Custom Trailers right around the turn. Stick around. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Mean Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And again, want to pay a nod to my computer career as well. Tom Baker and James Mellick inside the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, if you are in the Lake Norman, Charlotte area and you're not familiar with WSIC, what in the world is wrong with you? Um, WSIC has three stations in the Lake Norman, Charlotte area, um, an AM 1400 and two FMs, 100.7 and 105.9 and um, lots of good programming, including some Christian programming as well. So um, Dial them up, and if you want to catch them on the web, uh, they've got uh, a news-based website with a lot of local news on it. And, of course, you can get them live, uh, their radio station live 24-7 on their site. Um, It is WSICFM.com. WSICFM.com is their site, and they also have a YouTube channel. So you can like them on Facebook at WSIC News and uh, the WSIC YouTube channel as well. There. Uh, Back with more of Andy Seiss. Um, And we've talked with Andy so far about uh, his, his, uh, his exploits in 2020. The one part of it that we haven't really focused too much on is his favorite part and mine too, because we're both big fans of modifieds. He's just good at driving them. Um, Andy, you uh, being able to go to out and I should even back up a step because you acquired a new gun to uh, play within the modified class for this year, did you not? Yeah, you know, um, modified's really advanced over the last half dozen of years. Oh, have they ever? The the motor program kind of going from, you know, the the 18-degree Chevrolet built motors to the NASCAR spec motor. And we were a little bit behind on that. And um, my dad actually bought... Uh, used motor that Woody Pitcat was running for Dan Stebbins. 
uh, a couple years ago, and we brought it to Robert Yates and got it rebuilt. And, you know, for our little team, we weren't going to be able to pull the trigger on a complete spec motor overnight. So it was something where we bought it cheap enough because it needed to be rebuilt. Sure. And then we could we could kind of pick at it and have David Lewis and the guys at Robert Yates Racing, you know, rebuild it. And we put it in the car last year, and, you know, the, the past few years we've been kind of knocking on the door top 10, sneaking some top 10s here or there. But just just we thought we, you know, kind of crossed all our T's dotted our I's and thought we had the rest of the car really good. But we just had an older, older chassis and, an opportunity came up to buy just an LFR chassis. Okay. It was not a complete car. A team had upgraded their chassis but kept all their bolt-ons. And, you know, my father and I talked, and actually a friend of ours was looking to buy a, a modified to go uh, crate racing in New Hampshire, uh, Stewie McCormick and, and his team. And we sold our car and, and bought that chassis and started picking away at it over the winter. And we are, you know, had circled Iowa, Martinsville, and the Spring Loudon were the three races because of the Xfinity schedule I was going to be able to do. Right. And then when COVID hit, uh, some of the guys that were helping us out from um, the old rigs racing up in Martinsville, Virginia, they couldn't kind of travel down here for work things. And uh, then the Iowa race was canceled and Martinsville was canceled and Loudon was canceled. And it kind of just took the uh, the thunder away, a wind out of yeah. my sails. So, you know, shut the garage, kind of worked on some other stuff while I had the time off. Actually ripped apart my house pretty good that I'm still not really putting back together at the rate I should be. <laughs> but you'll have that. That's and, right. <laughs> um, so when, you know, we parted ways with, with our motorsports and kind of the dust settled, my dad said, you know, well, we weren't planning on doing these races, but we could do the Musket 200 if we get the hustling. And like I said, we had to hustle. And I had some great help in uh, Brian Doza and, and Todd Cooper and, and their brother-in-law Motorsports and, you know, you know, helping any way they can. And Todd was up. We, we prepped Brian's car right next to my car in my shop. And we used Brian's hauler, got it up there. And like I said, Todd, Todd worked long days along with all the guys that helped out and uh, we got up to Loudon and actually didn't have any breaks in practice. But Ooh. the problem with that was uh, in the couple laps that I went out there, I went to P2 with no brake. <laughs> so we uh, figured out it was a master cylinder, went out for qualifying. But I knew that if I didn't qualify second or better, I was going to get kind of teased that now that I had brakes, I must have used them too much. <laughs> so I, I, I knew I had to lay down a lap. And um, luckily, we, you know, we just had a great car. Uh, you know, a lot of times in the modifieds up there, you can qualify, you know, you drive it in deep and you go back to throttle and the nose will shove a little bit. I mean, this thing was just perfect. I went to throttle before the center of the turn and it actually pivoted better, rolled over in the right rear and dug in. When it pivoted, I was turned where I needed to be. I didn't have to lift and you know, it's one of those things, like, sometimes when the car is too good, because you didn't go fast enough. Right. And I knew it was either going to be a great lap or a terrible lap. And uh, it was pretty neat to hear, you know, my spotter, Charlie Brown, on the radio. He said, you went to P2 or P1 on lap one, and you got even better on lap two. 
Wow. And luckily we were late qualifying. There was only one driver after us, so we didn't have to sit there waiting with our nerves all bundled. And uh, it was just a really neat feeling. I bet it you know, was. Like I said, I I had a, a lot of a lot of staring in the mirror and questioning myself and, uh, you know, the things I had done this past year. One of the neat things that I haven't been in a race car a lot the past year, but the three times that I've held the steering wheel in the past three, you know, in the past year, and that's all I've done. Yeah. I have my pole at Loudon. We went on to finish six. Yep. I sat on the front row at Daytona in an ARC car. Yes, you did. And we won the North-South shootout. Yeah. So the last three times out have been been pretty neat. You, you know, I mean, just in the last three times are kind of big check marks in my career, and that's, that's something that's pretty special to me. But like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back at it. Modified racing down south is starting to get organized again and, big you time. know, showing some positive things and, you know, we'll still travel up north to do the, the NASCAR wheel and modified four when we can because it's important to me. It's a, it's the series you want to win in, you want to be in, be a part of it. Um, so, like I said, on on my rest of my life, my real life, my income and job situation, I got to figure out so I can do that more next year. Well, perhaps uh, you can find the right. Um, I guess we'll. We'll, we'll call it a partnership um, where you can uh, you can fill the shop with somebody's race cars and race team and um, you can supply the uh, some of the tools and, and uh, necessaries to go fast and your knowledge and maybe uh, do it in such a way that it'll give you time of course uh, you know the, the the tour coming south a couple times next year for two big shows one at Martinsville and one at Richmond. Um, talk a little bit from your point of view as a driver about what it's like to race a modified at Martinsville, because I, I think back to my youth in the seventies and remember hearing an MRM broadcast of a modified race. And I've, I've got to believe it was probably between say 78 and maybe 81, um, because Jeff Bodine was in it. And, um, and, and the, it was the Azalea 150 or the Azalea 250 or whatever the lap count was, but it was Azalea. And I had to go look that up to see what an Azalea was. Cause I was always a curious kid like that. But, um, just the, the hearing that on the radio sitting in Oswego, New York in my kitchen, um, the, 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 the just awe that I, I had for, and the reverence for Martinsville. And then I got to go there and see a cup race. I've never seen a modified race there. I can't wait to get there next year. And I got to believe for you as a driver, also coming from new England, um, just again, the, the, the hallowed hall that that is, um, to be able to go there, especially with a piece that you're going to have, if you can get to that show, um, would be pretty doggone amazing for you. Yeah, there's there's going to be hell or high water to keep me away from that show. <laughs> I mean, if if I'm not at that race, don't cry for me because I must have a million dollar job somewhere. <laughs> there's not there's not going to be too much to keep me away from that race, and um, that place is just special, right? I mean, yeah. growing up as a kid, even in New Hampshire. As a, as a NASCAR fan, when they went to Martinsville, it was special. Yes. And you sat down and you watched the race. And yep. Then mix that with the fact I'm a little bit older and 
raced and modified, um, I get a call from, from Jeff Riggs and David Riggs to race for Riggs Racing that is out of Martinsville. Oh, wow. And they their little shop is in Martinsville. I didn't realize that. And they were the last Southern team to ever win the Martinsville race with Johnny Bryant in 1985. Okay. Um, and I got to go with them. Unfortunately, ever since 1985, they have had some pretty bad luck that has plagued us. Yeah. And we had an ignition box failure. Um, honestly, the plug came apart, which the upsetting part was NASCAR had teched that, put it back together for us, and <laughs> it didn't get clipped. Oh. And so that was kind of tough to swallow. Yeah. We probably should have called it a day, but it's Martinsville and it's special. So we try to get back out there and then, you know, a few laps down and ended up wrecking the car. Should have just parked it. Um, I had a great car there. We ran our 70 there one time. Uh, had a top five going and got taken out by a lap car. And, you know, just a Jeez. number of things that weren't meant to be. And it was mostly rigged racing on that team that day. We just chose to use our car. Um, and you know what? TV does not do that place justice. No, because it is not as flat as people think. You know, it's it's probably got banking that's not a high bank racetrack, but not most of our Saturday night tracks, it's probably got similar banking to you know Star Speedway where I grew up. And, sure, you know that's why you can run the outside groove. And now, of course, they got they got lights. They never had lights before. Yeah, so be under the lights, and um, there's cool just a lot that. of special things. Like you said, the amazing finishes. You start throwing names like. Evans and Bodine out there. You know, Jamie Tomano was so successful there. When I went, Mike Stefanik won. Um, You you know, nobody locks into a race at Martinsville. If you've got a win at Martinsville, you are pretty gosh darn good. Yes. Even if it's the tricycle race there, you must be one of the best tricycle racers. So it's a race we all want to win. The history there, the grandfather clock trophy. And uh, I was disappointed when it was canceled, you know, this year. But I was pretty excited when it when it came. The news came out, and then of course Richmond. Yes. Um, well, let me uh, let me let me ask you if you would just hang on. Uh, we got to take another break. We're gonna uh, let you hear more of Todd Starnes because he's that's a good show, and uh, we'll bring you back out here. And I want to talk about Richmond and some other modified things with you when we continue with Andy Sice on Lead Lap. Presented by Victory Custom Trailers after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback. Skid control and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. 
You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer that fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker and James Mellick in the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. Uh, Andy Sice on the program with us now, and... uh, I still refer to Andy as a race racer or a race car driver because to me, that's what Andy is. And uh, I think Andy still prefers that role, right? Andy, as much as you uh, have been able to make a living doing other things in the sport, I think if you could have your druthers, you would still uh, make your living from driving fast in circles. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's, that's how uh, I think, most of us got into it is just dreaming of being a race car driver sure. one day. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I took a, a back seat of my driving career this year and it's a conscious decision I made, you, you know, that I don't have problems with that. And, um, but it may have shown me that I'm truly not ready to do that. Um, at least to the no racing that I did this right. year. So, uh, like I said, the, it's been, a year and I've only been behind the wheel three times, you know, I'd like to increase that. But I also, like I said, really enjoyed the challenge that I had with, with what I did this past year. And sure. uh, to a point, you know, I compared it to Moneyball um, for the people that have seen that movie. You know, we took a, a small team that everybody said, you're crazy. You can't do it with that, this or that. And kind of took a good hard look and spend the money in the right places and where to, where to save and where to go and you know and uh, i'm very proud of when i left that team they had top fives under their belt we were 13th in points and 
you know, there, there's a lot of good teams in that series. So For sure. There, there was a lot to be proud of there. And I, I again, I, like I said, I really enjoyed that. I, I think I have a lot to offer a team and, you know, that's why I'm, I'm fortunate. I've had other options, including going to Rick Ware racing. And I really enjoyed that. But, um, you know, like I said, the Sunday racing is a little bit tough. Um, Family-wise, and, and of course with with my racing, so I'm kind Makes of exploring sense. other options. And um, but you know, if, if if I do end up, you know, working on in Cup again, it, I, I'd be right back at Rick Ware Racing. I'm, you know, I really enjoyed the people there, and they treated me awesome. And you know, I'm glad I got that experience. Well, you've got a shop, you've got a lot of equipment. Uh... And uh, a lot of potential opportunity for uh, teams to take advantage of. So, uh, again, if, uh, if you are a team or you're putting a team together and one of your needs is uh, a nice shop and uh, a lot of the equipment necessary to operate the team, well, Andy Sice has that available. So uh, reach out to me and I'll get you in touch with Andy or if you know Andy, uh, just reach out to him on social media, on Facebook, whatever. Uh, uh, and he spells the name S-E-U-S-S, like Seuss, but it's Seuss, please. Do not call him Dr. Seuss, uh, though he's been known to wear a hat once in a while. Um, I want to go back to talking modifieds, because that's my favorite topic, and I know it's one of yours, too. We talked about uh, you uh, really wanting to circle Martinsville on the calendar next year, and you, you started to mention Richmond, and we came to the end of the segment, so I didn't want to um, get too far past our break time, but um, I want to talk about Richmond because Martinsville obviously is magic for modifieds. We all know that. The tradition is steeped uh, as as high and as deep as, as you can get. Um, now, Richmond has run modified races in the past, and I don't want to um, disrespect or, uh, you know, in any way disparage the racing they've done there. But um, it, it doesn't have quite the length of history with the modified division. I don't think that uh, the Martinsville does. Nonetheless, it's it's got to be, I mean, again, you're talking the three-quarter mile track. Um, you guys in the modifieds are all speed demons. So that's why you love running Loudon. I've got to believe that Richmond, again, would be, even in its own way, because of the track size and the fact that it is still, um, you know, at a, at, a, at a cup facility in the south, uh, a really desired race on your calendar next year. Oh, for sure. I mean, in, in the the hierarchy that is modified track, you know, you, you got Martinsville up there. Yeah. Let's just put the crown on it and call that the king. Yes. Uh in, in like all like you know maybe King Arthur's tale, Richmond's like a wizard. Like it's just magic there. Yeah, it's just like we all. What's going on over there? We got to get in on that. We got to see it. There's a little bit of a draft going on. Like you said, not as many races there. Right. So you know a little bit of just kind of still a question mark. What's going to happen? Right. Um, I was fortunate enough to run an open modified show there last year for Ricky Clue. Oh, okay. And it, um, we finished second to Matt Hirschman, which I've been fortunate enough to swap that spot with him a couple times, but it still hurts to lose. To yeah. And, hurts to everybody to lose uh, the money, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but that's something we'll just have to get used to. That's right. Against them yeah. They got their act together. Yeah, he wins and a anytime lot. you can race, anytime you can race with them, good. So I'm, I'm, yep. I'm one of the few fortunate ones. Say I've, I've been able to swap that spot with him, but um. 
Ricky Cluth brought a great car. Like you said, they hadn't raced there in years and did his homework, and we unloaded a car. We were just a little bit too tight there in the long run to, to really get after it and try sure. to challenge Matt, but we finished second. And it's fun. It's fun, and the facility is beautiful. They put a lot of money into it um, a couple of years ago. I hope this COVID stuff's behind us and the fans are there because they really have a, a great deal where the fans can walk into the pit area, into the garages. Um, I enjoyed everything about my experience at Richmond, and I absolutely can't wait to go back with the modified next year. Now, you've obviously got a, 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 a good size history with the modifieds, and a lot of it's up north uh, at tracks that I also consider to be um, just tracks I revere, like Stafford and Thompson and places like that. Um, but again, there are the Martinsvilles and such here, too. Um, is there a track in the south? that uh, is not on NASCAR's schedule that you would really like to compete at or like to see NASCAR compete at? I know we got the smart to, and I want to talk to you about that too in a minute, but um, is there a track in the South that you really think would be an awesome modified track or maybe a track that the modifieds haven't run that you'd like to see them uh, go try to run? Um, You, you know, there's a lot of great tracks down here and there, there's, there's all kinds of rumors and different things, you know. I mean, for the past few years, the rumors been that the Whale of Modified Four was going to open up at New Smyrna, and I think it should It'd be a great addition to Ooh, Speed Weeks in February. I thought of that. Um, as far as you know, the Southern Four, we had gone to Tri County, is a great track that they're starting to open up back again. Yep. Hickory Motor Speedway is a great place um, to run modifieds and. Uh, you know, last year's North South Shootout was there, put on a great show. Um, you know, there's there's so many great places. I'd love to see Lanier, Georgia, open back up. I Ooh. thought we had a modified race yeah. there years ago that was awesome. Uh, between myself and Ted Christopher, we had a great race. And so there's plenty. There, there's absolutely plenty. Um, but I'm glad to see them going back to to Martinsville and Richmond. I think that's important. Um, you know, with the schedules kind of ever turning and changing, you know, with the dues that the tour was not going back to Thompson, which, you know, turned my stomach. Unfortunately. Yeah, mine too. I, I hated to hear that. Yeah. And um, also the news of South Boston, I thought that put on a, a great race for Modified, and I'd like to see them kind of get back together on that. So there's a lot of great tracks down here. Um, and I think NASCAR is doing a good job because with the news that Thompson wasn't going to have a tour race with the news of the smart tour, you know, you got to do, they got to do something to kind of put their foot down and go, we are the biggest game in town. Yeah. I, and I, I want it that way. I want the NASCAR wheel and modified tour to be what we all achieve to do and what we all achieve to get. And, you know, when you win a race there, it's a big deal. And, um, so I think it's good that they got those big, Martinsville and Richmond, which are historic modified tracks, but also Cup Weekends, which is going to just you know multiply the hype. So I just want to see all kinds of races. But I'll tell you what I do want to see, Tom. And you, you you hit on your home of Oswego. Yes. And I I want to know what I got to do to get in a big block super because <laughs> I've been hinting and asking and begging people for years and. I, 
I think if I'm going to free up my schedule, this is the year to get aggressive with it. I grew up at Star Speedway watching big block supers, and I knew what the Star Classic was before I knew what the Daytona 500 was. And, you know, I ran small block supers, and I've won at Star Speedway in my rookie rookie season. I was really lucky. Star Speedway has always been important to me and amazing to me. And I was very fortunate to get dragged away at a young age. I don't mean that because I wanted to be away, but yeah. because I had great opportunities. And, uh, I'm, you know, doing the Star Classic one day would be awesome. But you got super modified, friends. What do I got to do? I want to drive one of those. Well, I'm going to tell you, man. I, I mean, there, there aren't a lot of uh, owners anymore. And, and what I mean by that is most owners drive. Um, you know, they're, they're, back in the 70s and, and 80s, we, it, when I was growing up, and, and you were growing up in New England uh, in your day, um, you know, there were a lot of team owners that put guys in their cars. Not so much anymore, but I will tell you, the one guy that I think you ought to reach out to is Howie Lane. Because Howie, uh, he had, was actually going to have Kobe and Anthony Nacella at Thompson. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Doug couldn't fit right in the car, so he ended up, uh, Ronnie Williams drove the other car. But, see, that'd be the... To me, that's the perfect opportunity um, to do some of that if you want to run with a wing. And then, of course, at a swiggle, you really got to bring a check because there aren't that many, uh, again, there aren't that many, uh, you know, multi-car teams there. But I'd love to see you in a 350 Super at a swiggle. I think that would be a whole lot of fun. And I, I'm not downplaying the 350 Supers. Those are great. And, I, you know, I've done it. I want I want the methanol. I want the Hillborn <laughs> injection. I don't blame you. I want the big block. I want the 18 inch right rear. That's what I want to do. Um, I even put I did uh, commented on one of Jeff West's Twitter posts today with pictures of his super modified. What do, what do I got to do to get in there? Well, see, equipment. yeah, he but, does. And uh, Jeff has you know Greg Furlong's uh, going to run some races for him, and uh, I know he's got uh, Bobby Santos. But you know what? I I might uh, might be able to reach out to Westy and see what. Uh, well, what that, you know, maybe we can uh, Furlong hook and you up Santos. There. Furlong and Santos might be tough acts to follow. Maybe I should bark up a different tree <laughs> where I could be more impressive. See, I think Howie's but, no. the perfect uh, place to go for New England uh, stuff there. And Isma could that would be great to have you at the uh, have you a few shows on the Isma tour. Hang on just a second, if you will. We got uh, a yet another break uh, here. I promise we're running out of those. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll we'll bring Andy back on the other side when we continue with the show right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know, it won't start. How are we getting home? Chill, my parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know, with my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Oh, boy. If you missed any of this Lee Lap show, if you missed any of this show, you have missed a lot. Uh, Tom Baker with James Mellick, and we are talking motorsports with Andy Sice and having a great time, as always. Uh, just love sitting and talking racing with Andy. And um, the modifieds are always a favorite subject, and Andy... Uh, hit my magic button a, a few minutes ago and uh, actually said he wanted to drive a big block super. So uh, uh, now I have uh, another project to add to my to-do list to see if I can get Andy hooked up with a super modified ride for a couple of races this year. Cause I want to see that happen too. Um, now uh, Andy, I want to, I want to go back a little bit with you when you were growing up. Um, of course, you started in the 350 Super, right? I mean, that was kind of your entrance into big car racing, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, um, I ran go-karts five years at right. Cedar Hill Speedway. And Star Speedway was just it for me. That was Disneyland. Right. I, mean, I begged my dad. My dad's boat shop closed at 2 o'clock on Saturdays. And I went to work with him on Saturdays, and we went to Star Speedway. and. You know, a lot like Bowman Gray Stadium is in North Carolina where sure. it fills up and people talk about it. I mean, that was Star Speedway for us. Everybody that walked in or through the shop on Saturdays was, you're going to be there, right? You, you know, and we all had our seats and different things. Sure. And, um, it was magic to me. So I grew up watching guys like Mike Ordway and, and Russ Wood and Chris Hurley running weekly there every Saturday night and, um, you know, Pat Floyd was the man in the street stocks. And, you know, I just wanted to be able to get a chance to run a street stock. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was it. That was the goal. Little did you and, know. 
Yeah, it was um, my dad actually knew more people in the Super Modifieds between Brian Allegresso, he who he worked with Lenny King, Kingsley, wow. who was building the motors, and um, back when he worked at Middlesex Performance, when okay. Mike Mazer owned cars for Ben Warren and Doug Hevron, yes. and before that Eddie West, and so we had more connections there, and they they convinced us, well, you know, do this and we'll help you. And, um, it was pretty neat. I won in my fourth race there as a rookie. Oh, wow. Uh, we, we won the rookie of the year. It was an old uh, Butch Valley chassis, and we had bought it from the, the same family that actually uh, the driver was the son of the people that owned Sugar Hill Speedway. and um, It just went right. We were building parts ourselves like you're supposed to on a super modified. And, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. And I, when I won that race, the past series was there, and Clinton Teague was there with a car, and Joe Squilio was his driver. And next thing I know, he, he wanted us to run a late model for him while he had the super late model in the past and ran a late model, and that was great. And then over the winter, I, I ran a – or the last race before the winter, I ran a modified for Gary Casella. We went to New Smyrna, and then I ended up driving a modified for uh, Jerry Morello. So – very quickly, I was in the right place at the right time, meeting the right people, having good runs that quickly took me away from Star Speedway as a super modified. Um, so that was, you know, it was awesome, but I feel like I missed out on what my absolute throwdown dream was, and that was a big block super. And, okay. You know, some people. Some people are crazy, like uh, I'm good friends with John McKennedy, and he's is my champion and umpteenth start, classic winner and all that. And it's funny, he made a comment, well, you're, oh, you're living everybody's dream, you're at Daytona, you're at that stuff. I'm like, I'll trade you. I'll take the super modified stuff. Let's go. I'll give you my Daytona car, because to me, that's, that's it. I mean, that's the ultimate short track. And, For sure. You know, I'm so, so glad and appreciative I got to do the things I've been able to do in my racing career. But that one, I, I need to, I need to start focused on checking that off the box. Well, definitely would uh, look forward to seeing you do that. And I'm going to bring James Mellick in here for a minute because um, sometimes James forgets that I I don't relapse well. And uh, he was trying to get me to go to Twitter. I see a couple of things. That... No, I just sent you a message on there. I thought. Oh, okay. I was just wanting you to see what uh, what some of the drivers were saying about earlier today with um, the test over the robo. Oh yeah, we're we're going to get to that uh and and talk a little bit about that. Uh I I also noted that uh this is breaking news from the Indy Lights. They have canceled their entire um 20 oh wait, never mind, 2020 season, my bad. Um so this is an article from okay, I misread that. Um so Racer has an article about uh Indy Lights and uh their priority to restore uh, that to the top step of the three-tiered ladder. Um, and my response to that is simple. No, you don't. Because if you really wanted to restore it as the top step of the three-tiered ladder, you wouldn't have taken them away from Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Sorry, had to get that in. Um, yeah, we'll talk about uh, the uh, 2022 uh, NASCAR car the uh, next-gen car here in a minute. Uh, Andy, I'm curious, your thoughts, as long as we brought that up, just real quick before we 
get back to modifieds uh, real quick. Um, what are your thoughts on the next gen car? I mean, you, I know you haven't uh, spent a lot of time in the cup series, but you, you've been obviously in that world for a while. Um, do you see this as being um, good, fantastic, outstanding, or absolutely amazing? Or all of them. Well, there, there's so many angles to that, and I'll, you know, I'll try not to be just boring and politically correct. You know, um, <laughs> please don't it, be politically correct on this show. <laughs> no, uh, I think it's it's doing a lot of good at bringing the competition together, right? Because let's yeah. get back to there's always been custom race cars, right? There's always been midgets and sprint cars or big cars or whatever you want to call them right right there's always been custom cars and the idea with stock car racing was it was who could wheel the bejesus out of a big heavy tank that wasn't made for turning and it wasn't supposed to be a race car it was stock car racing and the appeal i think to fans was that i drive that same car i drive that same Chevelle that Smokey Eunuch has got out. Right. There. But for some reason, he's making it go 100 miles an hour faster than I can. So you're, you're led to believe that the driver can only do that one thing, right? He's got magical powers. He's a superhero. Yeah. So that's what he's amazing, just fearless and all that. And the same thing with Smokey Eunuch. He's just getting it right. Well, I, I think they're going to restore some of that because you're putting it more back in the driver's hands and the crew's hands and the decision-making for the day. You know, the, the simple fact, when, it, when a wrinkle in a fender ruins your day, there's something wrong with stock car racing. Agreed. And I want to make sure that that gets back. You know, when one guy gets away with a dent in a fender or in a quarter panel, and that's an advantage that nobody can seem to close the gap on, that's something wrong. So it's, they're making a stock production vehicle, but it's with the standards of safety, right? Because you can't sure. run that same 67 Chevelle anymore. Right. Because we're not going to stand there and know that there's, dangers and know we can be safer and not implement it so i think that's one thing we got to remember that there's a lot of emphasis on safety while making it like a stock production vehicle now i've got my own personal want that i don't think will happen but a lot of that is just to get away from the arrow um sensitivity we'll say arrow advantage arrow grip whether the reason that these millions and millions of dollars are going into wrinkling a fender on purpose in some ways for an advantage or it's a disadvantage in another is because we're racing at speeds where the arrow's done. So if we were racing at the place, what we just, we just got so excited. We were out of our seats talking about Martinsville and rich and guess what? I'm going to run around there with the bumper that's going to be bent straight up at 90 degrees with the nose wrinkled up and nobody's going to know the difference. That's right. You know, so we need to get back to that where it's not as sensitive, and I think that the arrow tuning and all that stuff, not as big a deal. I but I do it. know that you know some, some smaller teams are excited about it, and we've talked about it at Rick Ware Racing, and there's a lot of emphasis going on with that because they're considering it to be a clean slate right. where Joe Gibbs and Hendricks do not have this huge advantage. 
That's right. You know, are they going to have larger budgets? Are they going to be able to do this? Sure. But it's a clean slate for a bunch of good guys. And there's a lot of talent over it at Rick Ware Racing. Like I said, my crew chief, Jason Hotailing, Tommy Baldwin's there. Um, you know, they, they've they got Peter Suspenzo there, Pat Bryson, who's won cup races. you got Mr. Mike Tillman, the truck series champion. Yep. There's a lot of wins there. So if you give these guys a level playing field on their race car, they're, they're pretty excited about it. They're back in the game, you know? Yep. That's, uh, I agree with everything you just said. I'm looking forward it, to it, seeing what it can do. It, it's tough in a lot of ways because we have a lot of friends on the car fabrication side, and, and it's it's an evil deal where they're going to be looking for work. Yeah. Now, obviously, these cars have to get built and fabricated somewhere. Hopefully, these guys can get jobs doing that. But the whole idea is to make people drive stock vehicles again. Now, granted, right. it's not. Unfortunately, it's not getting made at the stock Chevy, you know, assembly line, but it's to keep the changes and kind of these secret intels and all this advantage and technology out of it to where Rick Ware Racing will have the same parts as Joe Gibbs. Kurt Busch, one of the drivers who tested today along with uh, Martin Truex, Kurt said, we ended three seconds quicker. Then the Roval playoff race. Car is more efficient everywhere. Braking, cornering, speed, and acceleration, even at 100 horsepower less than the race. So 650 horsepower, fun to drive the sequential gearbox as well. So a lot of that matched what Martin Truex said. Um, Wednesday, they both go out together for the first time. So that's what's going to be interesting to see, we're going to take one more break and ask Andy to hang on. He has been so awesome. We're going to keep him right through the end of the show, which is our last segment coming up next. So uh, more with uh, Andy Sice on Lead Rap after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krauss, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to Lee Lap as we... Uh throw the white flag and uh, get ready to come home to the checkered here in about uh, 10 or 12 minutes. But uh, we're still moving along quite nicely here. And Twitter just uh, so full of gems here. Um, Big news for anybody who is a DW fan. I've been waiting for this show forever. And I, I have wondered forever why it hasn't happened sooner this week. DW on the Dale Jr. download. I can't wait. That show ought to be a classic. Yeah, that's going to be one that is very entertaining. If you watch them, that's definitely one you're not going to want to miss. Yes, absolutely. And uh, also uh, from the Twitter verse, Chase Elliott, the latest entrant into this year's Snowball Derby, which he won in 2015. He will be driving a car owned by James Finch. They are going to have a sack field down there in Pensacola yes, this year. Absolutely. I mean, Kyle Busch is going to be do. there, Chase Elliott, Bubba Pollard. That's just a few of the names that are going to be there. I mean, there's going to be more cup drivers and Xfinity drivers for sure, but wow, they've already got a stacked field. For sure. Okay, so uh, we're going to bring Andy Sice back. Uh, out with us here. And uh, Andy, um, I want to go back to modifieds because I just love talking modifieds with you. Um, and, and I want to know, growing up, who was your modified hero? Who was your guy that you said, if I ever can drive one of these, I want to uh, I want to <clears throat> be this guy? Because mine growing up was Jeff Bodine, but I grew up in the 70s and to me, that was the golden age, all the best. Um, and even in New England, uh, we could go on for days talking about that. But I want to know who your hero was growing up. Jerry Markey, hands down. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, you'd really get along with my spotter, Charlie Brown. He's a very, he's the biggest Jeff Bonine fan. Oh. In fact, he's the only modified person on the planet that will start fights over that he doesn't like Richie Evans because his father was part of the Bodine crew, and 
you know, he wants to kind of always root for, for Jeff Bodine. But um, Jerry Marquis, because he let his driving do the talking for him. And, you know, I know I, I like to come on your show, and I, I like I love talking racing. But when I get at the racetrack in my little zone, a, a lot of my team knows to not really talk to me in the wrong time. Interesting. Because I, okay. I get, I get kind of in the zone and I, I do, I let my driving do my talking for me. I like to think that, you know, people don't think I'm hard on equipment or rough up people for no reason, but I, I wanted to model my driving after his. And, um, for that reason, I made it a point to never talk to Jerry Marquis. Really? I wasn't letting that hero status get ruined. And I'm not saying he's anybody that would ruin it. But I just wanted to leave it this fictional character that I've built up in my head. He was amazing behind the wheel of a modified. That's so interesting. And, you know, I I can appreciate that thought process. Um, I've had other celebrities talk about or heard other celebrities talk about that same kind of thing um, that sometimes when you meet your hero, you get disappointed because they're not necessarily a great person or a person who is overly friendly to you or whatever. Um, I grew up a Jimmy Champagne fan at Oswego. And of course, you know, September 4th, 1982 will always be a date that will bring me from the, you know, the biggest smile to tears, uh, if I talk about it. Um, and you know, the day that he, he was killed, the modified, um, ironically enough, the Taylor 99 white tornado that Jeb Bodine made famous, um, before coming to cup. And, you know, I, I, I can appreciate that. That's really interesting that you, you just wanted to sort of keep that perception of Jerry Marquis intact and not take the chance on necessarily having it in any way tarnished by, you know, personal contact. That's really interesting. Yeah, and you know, I'm not saying he would ruin it. Some of the, the people I looked up to in Heroes have only made their hero status bigger. Yeah. And the guys that come to mind to me are Bentley Warren. Absolutely. Absolutely the hero you want him to be yes. because... He's the everyman racer. He's larger than life. Yes, he is. And he's he's just great. And um, also Frank Kimmel. I got to spend yes. some time getting to know Frank. Ten-time sure. ARCA champion just lived it. You know, real racer and would, would just help anybody in need, give you the shirt off his back. Great guy. So, you know, I, I also like to think that these great things and these great lives happen to people because they're great people and they deserve it. And I, I, I think that when I think of, you know, Bentley Warren and, and Frank Kimmel is I'm glad that life was good to them and they had great opportunities and make the most of it because they didn't let success change them in the least. Well, at least for Bentley, uh, th- there's no past tense there. Bentley's still living a life that's larger than yours and mine put together multiplied by two. I mean, 
Um, well, that much is true. You know, he's going to get all of it. He's yes. getting all of it out of life. Yes, there is. There is. There is a. There is a quote from some old poet. I can't remember who it was that basically said something to the effect of, um, "You know, I I will not live my life um, worrying about." the end of my life, I will use my time. In other words, you know, just go do what you want to do, take the risks, have a ball. And Bentley is like the modern-day Marlboro man, um, still running around on his Harley with all of the, 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 the headband and the boots and the, you know, the, the, all of that. Uh, just he is. He's just Bentley is one of a kind and uh, thankful that he's still in good health at his age and um, still able to enjoy a good life for sure. But I wondered who you would you would say. And, and it's not again, it's not uh, any disrespect for Jerry Marquis, but um, that just wasn't who I would have had in mind just because. I, I think Jerry was really big in New England, not so much outside because I don't think he ever, you know, ventured too far outside of New England in his racing days. I knew who he was, but didn't know a lot about him. But that's interesting that you would attach to him that way and that, again, you'd want to keep that distance. That's fun. Um, and, and a different, very unique answer there. I like that. Um, you know, and I know that uh, there are drivers who, like yourself, when they get to the racetrack, they're kind of at their office and they just – you know, there's not a lot of time for small talk unless it's, uh, you know, unless it's raining and we don't have anything else to do. Um, you know, we don't like that. So um, there are some drivers like that. And, and, and as somebody who's worked with a lot of drivers as a spotter and, um, you know, and, and in some other roles, uh, pit crews and such at the racetrack, um, you know, I've worked with a lot of different personalities like that. And it really varies from driver to driver. Yeah, my my biggest thing there, and, and my crew guys will tell you, I'll tell you, I'll come off the racetrack and I'll tell you about the car over the radio, and if practice is over or whatever, I get out of the car when I'm ready, and I don't mean that in any weird way, but I, I sit there, I, I want to think about the sure. car, I want to yeah. think about the information I'm Process. getting, Yep, and you know, maybe somebody will take the window down, and but I'll take my helmet off, I'll take the seatbelts off, and I'll sit there and think. And when I am when I get out, I'm ready to, okay, I can open up about the rest of the stuff. But it was funny. I didn't even know that really that trait about myself until somebody tried to stick their head in the car, and not in a bad way, but just talking. And another crew guy put their hand on their shoulder and said, you're, you're going to have to give him a few minutes. He'll get out when he's ready. <laughs> and I didn't even know that about myself, but I, I get I get pretty intense, and I got a look on my face, and uh, they know when to talk to me and when not to. And like I said, I mean, you know, no different than coming on these shows. When when I'm ready, I, I, I I'll talk about race cars till the cows come home. You sure. know, I mean that's my favorite thing to talk about. But uh, that's also the intensity that that we need to do our job and the focus, and it's something I take seriously. So. I just need, sometimes I need those moments, and I think when I, again, you know, you, you model yourself at somebody, I don't know, I just came along and came to the right modified races when Jerry Marquis was, you know, on top of the world and watched him kind of in the pit area, and, you know, I, I just, he, he let his driving do his talking yep. for him, and he was a monster behind the wheel, and that's just something I'd, I'd 
like to be, you know, thought of or compared to maybe someday. Well, uh, we certainly uh, appreciate you for who you are and how you are and uh, what you've accomplished and the way that you go about uh, do doing what you do and uh, how you handle yourself and uh, appreciate the time that we get to spend with you on these shows and uh, looking forward to uh, more and more of those opportunities as time goes forward. Thanks for uh, coming on Andy and spending some time with us tonight. And uh, we wish you all the best in 21. I know that you don't have all of your plans set yet, but uh, again, if anybody uh, needs a shop and needs uh, the equipment that goes with that, uh, Andy's Andy's got it and uh, he will, lease it to you and make you a, a great deal or whatever. Uh, just uh, reach out to him or reach out to me and I'll get you in touch. Uh, Andy, best of luck. Uh, happy Thanksgiving and uh, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. If we don't talk to you in the meantime, look forward to the next time we do get to chat on the show. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And, and honestly, thank you for all you do for racing and highlighting it and, you know, keeping us drivers connected with fans and, you know, we couldn't do it without excitement like shows like this and keeping us all in touch. So we, I really appreciate it. We do our best. That is Andy Sice, and uh, we're out of here. Thanks for uh, joining us on a really cool lead lap uh, show tonight. Thanks to Victory Custom Trailers, WSIC, My Computer Career, and, of course, uh, Performance Motorsports Network as well. Um, until uh, next Monday when the next lead lap will be aired, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.